Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, hello, and welcome to the dueling club. I'm Jen. Ah, hello, sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. I got a uh, call on Discord just now from my friends, but I'm ignoring it because the, disc the, the podcast matters more. Who are you then? Al. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's all you had to say. Yeah, I'm Al. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't appreciate me, you know? I do appreciate you, however. My goofiness is lost on you. No, no, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. So anyway, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Magnificent. <laughs> Glorious. Incredible. Stupendous. Did we say brilliant yet? No. Brilliant. Um. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I know. I, am. I was going to come up with another one. But I'm like, uh, really? Yeah, but see, the thing is, if we had continued, we would have sounded like Mary Poppins or something. We already kind of did. A little bit. A lot of bit. Yeah. I mean, respect. Yeah. Although, I could go for a spoonful of sugar. Not really. Because that would be really sweet. But it does help the medicine go down. I thought that was water. Water helped the medicine go down. <laughs> Water, sugar, whatever. Okay, yeah, water and sugar are the same thing now. Um, so, hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay, how are you? I'm okay. How How have you been? I well, saw you a couple of days ago, but we're going to pretend like I haven't. How have you been? <laughs> um, great. So, we just celebrated Christmas recently. We did. Um, and you may not realize that that's what just happened because you're going to be hearing this episode a little bit later but at whatever. some point in january it's fine. probably yeah it's fine it's fine um so we just celebrated christmas which means that i did a whole bunch of driving you did i did within, you are a professional now within 24 hours i drove probably five of those but you know what mm -hmm. i look back i reflect on it you Adult reflect work. on me driving? No, no, no. Okay. Let me finish my statement before you go. Yeah, <laughs> me driving, reflecting. <laughs> so, I reflect on when we drove from Nevada to New Jersey. Nevada. Sorry. Anyway. I, you lived there and I lived there for a while. Yeah, but I don't agree. If you look at the charter for the state... They have the little umlau over one of the A's, which is why it's Nevada instead of Nevada. I understand why we say Nevada, and we are actually correct if it didn't have the little umlau, but okay. it does. Nevada. So, yes. So when we drove from Nevada to New Jersey, or sorry, the New Jersey, I guess. No, please, the... please no. Okay. There is no no. Ugh, no. Okay. Anyway, Nevada to New Jersey, and. Even though we spent most of that driving, and some points were horrendous. Like, like when time, we drove out of the um, the storm, the tornado Illinois. warning? Yeah, 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 yeah. that's scary. Um, and the time that I almost fell asleep, and I was like, hey, we have to pull over and sleep now, because 
I just fell asleep and you were like, wow, yeah, let's, let's go to a motel now. Yeah. Um, With two cats. Yes. I enjoyed that. It was like yeah. an adventure. But you know what sucks? Mm. Your two hours to get here is not an adventure. But you know what? I don't have a problem with it usually mm-hmm. because whether I have someone in the car with me or not, I get to listen to music. I get to listen to podcasts. I, if I'm listening to music, I can sing at the top of my lungs and nobody cares. So I actually kind of enjoy the time for the most part. This morning was ridiculous. I did not enjoy that. But that's also because I woke up way early. I have a question. Is our podcast in stereo? As in, you're coming out the left and I'm coming out the right? Because that's how it's showing the, the waves. Well, that's what it does right now. However, when we... Do you get, export in stereo? I, I export it in one file, like in one sound. No, no, no. I'm saying, though, does it does it export in stereo, in, in mono or In stereo? mono. Okay, it does okay. Yeah. So it'll, it'll, right now it looks like both of us are talking, like that's me and that's you, but when it gets exported, it's just one. Okay. I hope that's the case. No, no, no. I know it is the case. I specifically have it checked out. I have have the ease of access hearing thing on my computer set to make everything mono anyway, because I got really tired of certain recordings being stereo and hearing. Oh, no, no, no. I made sure when we first started that it was set to when we first started this kind of recording that it was set to mono okay because for for neurodivergent people it's trippy yeah 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 we're we're not doing that to people yes so we um i mean we didn't record about it but there's more i showed you the trailer you pay attention to most of it uh but the new uh, stuff shown in uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. There yes, was I did the see it. ability to use a broom, broomstick, and it's uh, that was cool. Traveling with it in the countryside, outside of Hogsmeade and the other uh, the wizarding hamlets, um, being able to ride the hippogriff. Um, there was the dark arts dueling arena. Or Battle Arena, I think it's called. Where the unforgivable curses are insane. Yes. It feels like it would be stupid to not use them. Well, if you do the Dark Arts package, then yeah, it makes sense. Well, I'm just saying, as as a gamer in general, having Avada Kedavra... <gasps> Don't you dare say being it. Being able to one-shot almost anything. Because in, in the new gameplay, they show being able to one-shot a mountain troll. As a gamer. in the dungeon. Sorry. Anyway, it looks cool, but then my my morality kicks in and I go, I can't do that. I can't unforgivable curses anything. That would feel wrong. Well, okay. So I understand that from a morality perspective. Mm-hmm. But remember that this is a prequel. Like, this is 100 years before Harry Potter. Yeah. So technically, the curses aren't classified as unforgivable yet. When did they become classified as unforgivable? I think that that happened. Dur- is it during the first Wizarding War? I think it was during the first Wizarding War or right after the That's first Wizarding weird. War. Because, I don't know. Because we they're have ultra to powerful. 
Let me let's find out. Let's find out right now while we continue recording. Okay, I'm gonna keep talking now. Yes. Okay, so um, there's a lot of crazy stuff in the game. There is um, you know Confringo, right? Yes. Blasting, blasting charm or Jinx? What is it considered? I don't know. Okay. Uh, there's Confringo Maxima in the game, which literally just basically makes someone explode, which is ridiculous. Oh, the three dangerous curses were classified as unforgivable nearly 200 years before. So, so yes, they are, they are technically unforgivable at that point. Okay. It's a good thing that we figured that one out. So Because it would have bothered both of us. Gamer sense versus morality is which do I go with? Well, it depends on what kind of a character you've developed. If you've developed a morally ambiguous one, then I morally ambiguous or morally my question is inept. My, well, no, 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 no. So this is my question: is where is it moral to use the unforgivable curses? So let's remove Imperio because technically that would never be morally okay. Because controlling someone's actions is tantamount to slavery, you know? And slavery yes. is obviously a bad thing. So we move that aside. That's yeah, it's a bad. no-no. What about Crucio? When is that morally okay? When you are protecting yourself or somebody else from it. Such as we see in another book in this series. From it? From, from Crucio. Or from other curses or jinxes. I mean, the only time that I think it's okay to use um, Crucio is when you've captured a bad guy. Mm. Listen, listen. Because and then... they have kidnapped someone and you don't know where and their life is at stake. You run into the conundrum where it's similar to uh, Umbridge. Waterboarding. Umbridge as yeah. well. But the thing is, is that you're not doing it selfishly. You're doing it in service to protect the life, and you're not killing the person who you're trying to get the information out of. Typically, it, it, it's shown that torture does not actually garner reliable information because people will tell you anything they want to hear. They want you to that you want to hear to avoid said the torture. continued torture. Yes, but I feel like, and this might sound really mean, wizards and witches in Harry Potter are much more weak willed and are, it, from my experience. Uh, Peter Pettigrew, um, who else? Quirrell, uh, even Ron at some points. They show that they have weak wills. Sometimes, not always. So I think that part of that is also based on the fact that they're, they have magical abilities. So everything is kind of already easier. easier. Yeah, yeah. So if something is difficult, it's kind of like the... The... The talented and gifted person who, you know, gifted and talented people in school, mm -hmm. everything academically came pretty easily to them. So what ends up happening for the most part is when something isn't easy to them, like let's say they're not athletically inclined, they basically say, well, this is dumb. I don't want to do it. Yeah. Whereas it's not dumb. There's a different set of skills. It's just that they're not good at it. So they're like, eh, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I think that that's a, a real life example and application of what we're seeing with wizards yeah. and witches. So that, that's why I think that's the only instance in where Crucio is acceptable and that it would potentially work. 
I find it very difficult to find a situation in which Avada Kedavra could also be morally okay. Because, so we, we go, okay, killing a human is bad. But then we run into the same thing that we have in um, in the Harry Potter series where there's inequality for magical creatures. So what, is it okay not, is it okay to Avada Kedavra, like I said, a mountain troll, like, is that a fine? Uh, if it's attacking you, is, that, is it okay? Is it okay to Avada Kedavra, a goblin who is trying to kill you? Uh, how about house elf? Like, is it morally okay or because it's not a human? Like, that's kind of ridiculous. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. hard to find the situation in which using Avada Kedavra is morally acceptable. Yeah, I think the only morally acceptable one that you can justify... Well, the one that you can justify as being morally acceptable is Crucio because you're not permanently damaging some somebody it can, or it someone. Can. It can if it goes beyond a certain extent. Yeah. But I think um the the only time that I've seen it in the story itself is later on in another book in the series um where it's used because somebody else is about to use it on one of our favorite characters. Mhm. And the person who's use who's about to use it on one of our favorite characters is known for their cruelty so i don't think that they would have stopped before it caused irreparable damage yeah so i see it as okay in that situation in that circumstance i guess i i don't think it's okay to use it necessarily in the situation that you described only because why not try veritas serum first because um why not try being doing legitimacy well why why can't they use veritas serum in wizarding court because most people carry an antidote with them yeah but if you've captured someone and you've searched them thoroughly they're not going to have an antidote to it on them use what if they dose themselves while you were capturing them yeah, but that would require a lot of forethought. And most people don't have that forethought if they're in the middle of battle. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So I end I up... just feel like if someone is, is up to capturing someone and holding them hostage, that they have some kind of forethought. That they have some kind of yeah. uh, fallback. You know what I mean? Again, it was just an example. There, there's a lot of exceptions. There's, there could be a lot of... Um, Un- unknown variables right yeah so th- that's my only thing i i find it as a a very um it's steep the startup to have that stop opening yeah that's annoying. i have that be a very i i find it to be a very sl- sl- slippery slope. steep slippery okay. slope um when we say torture is allowed in these sets of circumstances and, th- and that's what Crucio is. It's a torturing well, curse. So, the only time... To- okay, I retract my statement about Avada Kedavra. I think the only time that it is acceptable is when you are in mortal peril and the person who is trying to take your life is more powerful than you are. So remember, Avada Kedavra can't be blocked. So the only time that you can use it is when someone who is assailing you and trying to take your life is far stronger than you are, like I said. It's the only time you can use it. Okay, I mean, I guess that that makes sense. I would just... I mean, that, that's, of course, if you're like, hey, stop, 
stop defending yourself using trying yeah. to block stuff and this person is literally like i'm going to kill you and like you know trying to use unforgivable curses and you're dodging them as well like i think a lot of cadavers is acceptable there because they're not stopping they, they won't stop yeah okay the, then i guess why are we figuring this out right now because it started off with talking about the, how the fact that the game has those spells available and it's yes. just like what do you which do you like lend yourself towards is it morality or efficiency because efficiency you're just like i'm killing everything bro like, i don't <laughs> care i'm trying to i'm trying to level up i'm trying to unlock more spells i'm trying to unlock upgrades and that could be faster but then it's just like the character which you've built at this point is no longer like maybe a good a good person yeah. and that matters to some people that matters to me it matters to me like uh when we were living in Reno, remember when Skyrim came out and I skipped work, EXD, um, uh, there was a quest, and this is my this is why my name uh, online is like Code Valor and stuff, uh, there was a quest where this person hires you to kidnap someone. I'm like, okay, let's see where this goes. Kidnap them, take them to the place, and they're like, yes, we are a cannibalistic cult, and we are going to eat the person you kidnapped who happens to be a priest to appease our, our evil like god. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Nobody, nope, nope. There's, I'm going to walk away from this Number right one, now. cannibalism, not cool. And number two, I kidnapped this man to see where this quest would go, and now you're going to eat him. I can't do that. And the quest is like, proceed to eat his hand or something and receive the ring of the evil Daedric God. And I'm like, no. <laughs> the second choice is save him and, and kill him on. I was like, well... Listen, you, the choice has been made. <laughs> oh, sorry. So you could say like, oh no, how could you kill them? That's wrong. But it's like, you know. They were going to kill them and eat them. Yeah, exactly. So it's one of those things where I'm okay with like starting off a little, you know, let's see what happens. And I'm going, nah, I can't, I can't do that. My morality like kicks up and I'm, I'm a good person. Yeah. So I would have been like why do I have to kidnap this person? Like, what's happening? Before I even agree but, to well, it? aren't you interested? You're like, okay, let's see what happens next. Mm. In, in in a video game, not in real life. Yeah. Think about it in a video game. Someone's like, kidnap yeah. this NPC, and you're just like, okay, why? Let's let's find out why. Kidnap him and see what happens. Which was, which was my take on it. Um. So, yeah, no. No cannibalism was yeah, ha- no. was had that day. So, I'm going to try to bring this back to our original conversation after cannibalism. So, Christmas just happened. Final statement. The game looks good. The game looks good. So, um, I know that I showed you the... The moon calves. (laughs) Yes. So, I know I showed you the commercial... The commercial. The advertisement... Mm -hmm. For that wand that you can download the app and, and, you know, learn spells and turn on and off electronics mm-hmm. and raise volumes and whatever. Yes. So it's, it was kind of like a, like a Kickstarter, I guess. And, and you had to, or pre-order, I don't know what it was. Because I never looked that much into it because I was like, I'll eventually get it. I'm more concerned about this game that I want to get. And I have other ones, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seemed really cool, and I was like, I totally want this, but I'll yeah. wait. 
So apparently it was a pre-order situation and they were not sure whether or not the first set of wands was going to be ready for Christmas. Like they were projecting that they would be mm-hmm. and, and you know, projecting that they would be delivered before Christmas, but nobody was sure. Mm-hmm. I got one for Christmas. Powerful. The fiance was like, here you go. And it was the loyal one. Because they have different kinds. So he got me the loyal one. And it's so pretty. It's so pretty. And it's not as light as the wands from, let's say, um, Harry Potter World in in any of the Disney areas. Any of the official, officially licensed Harry Potters. Yeah. It's not, they're not as light as that. It's got a little bit more weight to it, obviously, because there's electronics and stuff in it so yeah. that you can do stuff, but it's still relatively light and it, it, it feels good in the hand. So whenever you come to my house soon, hopefully you can hold it and yes. And I learned like 10 new spells and I know the wand movements for them and I'm super excited and happy about it. One of the presents our sister got me is the unofficial guide to all Harry Potter spells. Yes. You should check it out. It's in that bag over there. I will check it out later. I will. It's cool. It's very cool. I got a couple of other Harry Potter things which I think is really nice because everybody knows that I like Harry Potter so they all kind of give me Harry Potter stuff and I think that they converse amongst themselves to see who got me what <laughs> so that they don't get me the same thing oh so I appreciate it soon I'm going to stream yes I keep saying that but I will okay um, and so I'm not sure if you are aware of the of people who use like avatars to stream instead of having like a webcam yes uh, do you want to see what mine looks like Sure. Is that you? I drew it myself. You got, you got a little head. You got to make your head a little bigger. Right, stop making fun of my head. I'm just saying, your head looks tiny. Anyway. In comparison to the rest of you. I gave myself an earring because that looks cool. Okay. I'm okay with that. I just need the head a little bit bigger. Anyway. Uh, oh, yeah. To be more proportionate with the rest of your body. I drew it myself. I like it, though. Yeah. Except for the head. What? Anyway. So, Harry Potter. So, Harry Potter is super cool and fantastic. True. Um, where, Where were we? So, we are in season six, episode seven. (laughs) Chapter seven. Of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. But before we talk about Chapter 7, which is called The Slug Club, we should do a quick recap of what happened. So basically... Um, Draco goes to Borgen and Burks, threatens him. Well, you you missed some of it, but yes. That was mostly... That, basically, that was the they, the they ended up going... A lot of people are being are disappearing. So everyone's a little bit scared to be out in public, but they have to go to Diagon Alley to get stuff for the new year. Yeah. And then they run into Draco and his mom in Madame Madame Malkins. Madame Malkins. They basically get into a verbal sparring match and they leave. And then they go visit 
Weasley Wizard Weezes. Wizards Weezes. Yeah. Weasley Wizard Weezes, I think. Yes, yes, yes. Whatever. Um, And it's super cool that they're doing so well. Wizard Weezes, not Wizards. Wizard Weezes. Wizard Weezes, okay. And it's super cool that they're doing really well. And they're doing so well. They actually have a line of, of shielding stuff and protection stuff that they sell to the Ministry of Magic. Yes. And the magic that they use to create their stuff is fairly advanced to the point where Hermione is impressed. They're not idiots. They're not. They just did not care to apply themselves at school because they knew that their their skills laid elsewhere. They preferred laughter over accolades. Yes. They preferred jokes over academia. Yes. Um, so, while looking around the shop and stuff... They noticed that Draco has... the front window. Yes. They noticed that Draco has um, stolen away from his mom... And is headed towards Nocturne Alley to go to, as you said, Borgen and Burks. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Threatens Borgen to have something. Uh, to have his friend Fenrir Greyback come check on him. Just to make sure he's doing something he's supposed to be doing. Yes. At Draco's behest. His behest. Are we really those people today? I've been using nice words recently. I appreciate it. What? I appreciate it. Don't don't you dare (laughs) pronounce that H. What? Oh my goodness. And it gets pronounced before the W too. That's crazy. Say cool. Cool. Whip. Whip. Cool whip. Say together. Cool whip. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. When the episode first came out. I was in was I in middle school or high school when that came out? I think let's not let's not do that. Let's not play that game. I'm not allowed to play that game. It hurts. Because it kinda hurts a little bit. But the fiance has said that I date myself too much every time I play that game. Mm -hmm. Because I'll be like just yesterday and it was like twenty years ago. Yeah. Um so so I can't play that game anymore. Yeah, it's <laughs> happened a few times. Yeah, I know. My fr- uh, you know, the new Pokemon game came out, Scarlet and Violet, um, and my friends are like, "Oh yeah, the first one I played was like uh, X or black or white, red." And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, I played a uh, red <laughs> and blue and yellow." <laughs> They're just like Jesus, and I'm like, "Leave me alone." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I love my eight bit Pokemon times. <laughs> so, so. Ah, <laughs> uh, speaking of Pokemon, I think I just read something where they're like they're finally retiring Ash Ketchum yes. and and Pikachu. Twenty five years later, I'm like, how dare you? How dare you attack me like this? Like I am not. I was okay. already. I was already. Like you're just like I was already adult when he was first born. <laughs> Bro, I was not. I was not. Well, no, I wasn't. If he came out 25 years ago, I was not. Close. Shut up. 
<laughs> Shut up. Why must you attack me like that? Like TikTok has been attacking me lately where I'll watch something and it'll be like, oh, there's there's God. I have to play it for you. Closer I have to, to play it for you. But do you see what I mean? TikTok is coming for us. So you said you showed me a few TikToks. Yes, I did. And I thought it was going to be an attack on age where it was like, if she doesn't know about oh, angry no. beavers, then she's too young for you. Kind of my thing. Le- my least favorite one of those is, do you need to see my ID? Do you- oh, here's my ID. Because they ask you for ID because you're buying something that okay. requires ID. And they're like, oh, we're good. Oh, you don't need me to take it out? No, I saw the one at the beginning. I'm like, excuse you. Excuse you. <laughs> that is not okay. Or the ones where they're like, Oh, yeah, the 1900s. You were born in the 1900s. What? You're making it sound like I was born before the advent of of the television or the car when you say 1900s. In my day, I used to walk five miles uphill both, both ways, ways. <laughs> and through the snow for some milk. <laughs> Which is funny now that people say that. Because when I drive home, when I drive here, mm-hmm. and then I drive home, I'm going uphill both ways. There you go. So it is possible. Because when you're a kid, you think, that is ridiculous. How can you do that? Listen. The world be that way sometimes. <laughs> oh, it hurts my feelings. You'll be okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Harry Potter? (laughs) Yes, Harry Potter. So let's go to the actual chapter now that we've done the recap and talked about randomness. Which, I apologize. I don't even know how that happened, but it did. So we're just going to let it go. Um, I think this may be the longest episode we've tried to record. (laughs) Like, in terms of, like, how long it actually took. (laughs) Yeah, because we've paused a few times. Oh, I wanted to show you something. Later. Later, 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 later. So, no, no, keep playing. There's a thing called uh, 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 Power Toys that Microsoft came out with. And uh, look, it's just a bunch of random little apps that do cool stuff. So there's one called Fancy Zones. And you can just like make a layout for your screen and throw windows on there. And they abide by that. That's their environment now. And there's just like a bunch of other like cool stuff. You want to measure something on your monitor? It tells you exactly how big it is. You can use this text extractor on a video or something, and re- it'll boop, and take the text off and the copy. And it's in your clipboard now. Mm-hmm. Yes, I didn't mention that because you did that with the the book and then the thing. Yeah. No, I understand. I understand your train of thought. I've actually had to answer questions about this. Okay. Saying that, no, you cannot buy it right now. Yes, it is just a preview. No, we cannot quote this for you because it's not something you can buy. It's still in preview. Please wait. Just Just download it from the app store. Like, what do you want? What do they want to pay for when it's free? Hello? Because they didn't know it was free. And I get these questions all the time. Okay. Or like third-party apps. It's like, you can't buy that from us because it's not a Microsoft app. Damn. No, but like, listen, listen. No. There is no listen. Or can we buy Xbox games on our volume licensing agreement? 
No. No, you can't. You can't. You can only buy Xbox games via your Xbox, you know, login and all of that. And it only allows you to do direct payment via credit card or something like that. It cannot be tied to your volume licensing agreement. Why not? Because rules. I feel like that's unfair. I don't think I agree with that. I, I don't agree with it either, but rules. Like, I can't. I can't make Microsoft do things differently. Certainly, if someone has a big enough contract, they should be able to hit on Microsoft. Really listen. I'm sure that there's a way that they can try but to make it happen. But not the official channel. Yeah. Like, I can't be like, <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. Like, that doesn't, that's, that's not, not how that works. not a rule you can bend. No. That rule is concrete and exists, my friend. Yes. And they do it for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because they want to try to get you from all sides. Anyway. So back to Microsoft, not Microsoft. Dang. No, no. Don't bro me now because our nephew just did that and I know. Anyway, so now we are back to Harry Potter, um, chapter seven, the Slug Club. Um, They end up going back to the borough after everything's done. And Harry is adamant about, you're on the wrong chapter. Harry is adamant that Malfoy is a Death Eater. Harry is adamant about it, but Ron and Hermione are very skeptical of it, and they argue that Draco is too young and inexperienced for Voldemort to entrust him with any kind of important task. Little do they know. Little do they know. Like I said, little do they know, because we know, per the Unbreakable Vow scene, that he's been entrusted to do something kind of bad. By Voldemort. By Voldemort. Do you remember what it was that he was entrusted to do, everyone? We remember, clearly, because, you know, we're mentioning it now. Murder is afoot. There's a murderous plot afoot. Yes. And if he can't do it, Snape has agreed to do it himself. I'm actually very excited to watch Doctor Who with my friends later. Sorry, that's just a random thought. But have you ever, like, been talking to your friends... And you're like, I wish I could share in an experience with them. Yes. And you haven't been able to. And then suddenly you are, and you can, and you're just like, yes! Yes. Okay, true. <laughs> and and for all of you who cannot see this because you are not in the room with us, I, I did the the displaying of hands to the... the um, universe. The universe and the microphones that we're currently talking on. That this is the thing. This is most definitely the thing. Yes. Now take that off. I don't want to take it off. Are you going to scream every time? Yes. Okay, no. But I can still talk a little. I can project a little better. Yeah, please. Okay. Because that looks more like the way it's supposed to be. Yes, you like my projections. Oh. Of the astral variety. No, I'm not no, that no. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah, we, we know that Draco actually is Death Eater, or at the very least working for Voldemort, which yeah. in, even if he doesn't have the Dark Mark tattoo, means that he is in essence a Death Eater. But right? Harry brings up the same thing that I brought up in the episode mm-hmm. before, where Draco is yanked his way, his arm away from Madame Malkin when she was nowhere near touching that part or pricking him with a needle, like he said. 
why would his arm be so sensitive to the touch? Well, because Dark Mark tattoo. Evil tattoo of evil. Yes. I'm just saying. Dark Mark. Um, and Malfoy also showed Borgen something on that same forearm that caused Borgen to finally take Malfoy seriously. Because before then, he was kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. I guess I'll try to do this. And he's like, you see this here? And he's like, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a big departure from his previous behavior. Oh, wow. That's so crazy that I respect you now. Yeah. Uh, well, that's how I be sometimes. Yeah. And annoyed, it says vexed, but I'm not going to use the word vexed, although I like it. Vexed is such a good word. So Harry's annoyed that Ron and Hermione are still unconvinced, even though he's given them all this information. Mm-hmm. So Harry heads down to the kitchen, interrupting Fleur, Fleur, who is in full flow, who, what? Who is in the full flow of wedding plans. Um, much to Mrs. Weasley's relief that, you know, Harry came down and interrupted because we all know she does not like Fleur. Yeah, she, she really hates Fleur. Yes. Uh, Mrs. Weasley wants everyone packed the night before leaving for Hogwarts to avoid the usual last minute chaotic rush. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Especially since, what was it, in book two, they had to go back like five separate times because every time they got slightly away from the Riddle's house. Diary, the uh, the wet start fireworks. Um, someone, yeah, it was just a whole bunch of times. So she's like, no, we're going to avoid this, especially with things being as dodgy as they are right now. Which makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, the next morning, ministry cars again show up to get them to the station. Surprisingly, everyone is ready on time. Their trunks packed and Hedwig, uh, Pigwidgeon, Crookshanks, and Jenny Weasley's new pygmy puff named Arnold, Arnold are all safely caged and ready to go. Arnold is a king. No, that's Weasley. True. That's Ron. Come on. Get it right. Um, Harry speaks privately with Mr. Weasley regarding Draco Malfoy's suspicious behavior. He's like, listen... Like, I know that I probably shouldn't tell you anything, but I'm pretty sure that he's a Death Eater. And I want to find where he says it. Um, because I think that we should hear it. And... So he pulls him aside and and Mr. Weasley is like, uh, oh, Harry says, when we were in Diagon Alley and Mr. Weasley looks at him and is like, am I about to discover where you, Ron and Hermione, disappeared to while you were supposed to be in the back room of Fred and George's shop? I mean, you might. <laughs> and Harry's like, how did you? Harry, please. You're talking to the man who raised Fred, Fred and George. He He legit says that. It's like, yeah, like, you're right, you're right. And he says, yeah, yeah, all right. We weren't in the back room. Very well, then let's hear the worst. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely raised Fred and George. Um, he says, well, we followed Draco Malfoy. We used my invisibility cloak. Did you have any particular reason for doing so, or was it a mere whim? And Harry says, because I thought Malfoy was up to something. 
disregarding Mr. Weasley's look of mingled exasperation and amusement. He'd given his mother the slip and I wanted to know why. Of course you did, said Mr. Weasley, sounding resigned. Yeah. Well, did you find out why? He went into Borgen and Burke's and started bullying the bloke in there, Borgen, to help him fix something. And he... And he said he wanted Borgen to keep something else for him. He made it sound like it was the same kind of thing that needed fixing, like they were a pair. And Harry took a deep breath. There's something else. We saw Malfoy jump about a mile when Madame Malkin tried to touch his left arm. I think he's been branded with the dark mark. I think he's replaced his father as a Death Eater. Mr. Weasley looked taken aback. After a moment, he said, Harry, I doubt whether you know who would allow a 16-year-old. Does anyone really know what you know who would or wouldn't do? That's the one thing that I'm just like, that has always stuck with me. Yeah. Why do you presume to understand what someone who is very clearly not sane, because he's not sane, let's be real here. Mm Mm-hmm. Not because of his stance on purebloods being better than everyone else, because that in a lot of illogical people's minds makes sense. And so that's not insanity. That's just being wrong. Yeah. And let's not pretend that wars have not been waged on the backs of young adults, teenagers, and children. Or or are we conveniently forgetting um, child soldiers in Africa? Yeah. Um, but let's not presume to understand what he's willing to do. Yeah. No one should presume to understand what they know what Voldemort's to do. They're literally fighting a war against him and they're always on the back foot because they don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. So he says angrily, Mr. Weasley, I'm sorry, but isn't it worth investigating? If Malfoy wants something fixing and he needs to threaten Borgen to get it done, it's probably something dark or dangerous, isn't it? And Mr. Weasley slowly says, I doubt it, to be honest, Harry. You see, when Lucius Malfoy was arrested, we raided his house. We took away everything that might have been dangerous. I think you missed something. Well, maybe said Mr. Weasley, but Harry could tell that Mr. Weasley was humoring him. It's like, okay. How about we trust Harry? (sighs) Yes. How about we trust Harry? You know, the kid, the kid, the 16-year-old, and I say kid, if you're 16... at this point. He's one year away from being considered an adult in the wizarding world. Yes. The man. But the reason why I'm saying kid is because of this next part. Mm -hmm. The kid who has already defeated Voldemort multiple times, thwarted Voldemort's plans multiple times, plans that involved a child, Harry, plans that used child, Harry. So... Can we just not with the not trusting him? Can we just not with the dismissive behavior? Because you know who doesn't dismiss him? Voldemort. And you know who doesn't dismiss him? Dumbledore, the person that you hold above all else. Yes. That everyone trusts. Thank you. If Dumbledore trusts Harry, you should probably trust Harry too. Who knew? But but it seems like such a reoccurring theme. And that's why... 
I, I've tried to explain to my friends that, like, Harry Potter is a great read. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible, I think. Uh, the life lessons it teaches and all that stuff. But it really go. It does the same thing over and over. It feels like at the end of every book there's a reset and people are like, well, Harry's only 16. Fought Voldemort at 11. Fought, uh, fought Tom Riddle as a, t- as a teenager when he as was 12. As a 12, 12. yeah. Uh... Uh, fought Peter Pettigrew in a werewolf uh, at 13, uh, won the Triwizard Tournament, uh, had a duel with Voldemort, escaped alive at 14. Like, do I need to continue to name at his athletes? At 15, him and his friends beat grown wizards. Yes. Dueled grown wizards and lived to tell the tale. Yeah. And, and in effect, won. But you know. Don't he's, listen he's to just Harry. A kid. He's just a kid. Why does this keep happening? I, I know that it's for the intrigue. It's for the, the, the book. It's for a better reading but here's experience. But here's the thing. It happens in real life all the time. It happens in real life all the time. I'm going to, I'm going to give the example. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to date myself when I do this. Which I said I didn't want to do. What but I'm going to do anyway. 20 years ago. I made a comment to someone after they, and I'm not going to say who, you know what I'm talking about. 20 years ago, I made a comment to someone who explained things about their life and their childhood and their current behavior, how they felt about certain things. And I said, listen, I'm studying psychology and it sounds like you may want to get, go to a diagnostician to be diagnosed because I think this sounds like At that point, I said manic depressive, you know, disorder, because that's what it was called then. But it sounds like you could be bipolar. Everyone was like, no, 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 of course not. No, no, no. For 20 years. 20 years. Lo and behold, this person finally goes to a diagnostician, a psychiatrist or psychologist. I don't remember which one. And they are finally diagnosed as being bipolar. And they come up to me and they're like, oh, yeah. Remember you said this like 20 years ago? You were right. Who knew? You're like, I I knew. I was the one who told you. And I've been saying it for 20 years. Now, lo and behold, you finally go to someone who is not me, who is certified to do the diagnoses to come up with the diagnoses for you and there you are why did it take 20 years why did no one believe me yeah why oh because i was just a student and there was no way that i could know what was happening and i mean no leave that to a professional which I agree with the professional part. You should not diagnose yourself or other people. However, if someone says, you know, maybe you should get this checked out. Maybe you should get it checked out. Not 20 years later. Immediately. I think always err on the side of caution. Well, I don't know. Not not, not just about mental health stuff, but definitely about mental health stuff. But just in general. Uh, if someone's like, wow, you know, your your skin looks a little off, mm-hmm. like it looks a little yellow, your eyes, 
we'll just say as an example, like it could be jaundice or it could be nothing. Yeah. But why not? Let me you give know? you another example, but where the person actually listened to me. Mm-hmm. So several years back when I worked at the evil place, um, one of my coworkers had a, has, well, she still has the son, but had a, a son and she was showing me pictures and video of her son and commented something about his behavior. And I was looking at the video and classic signs of being on the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. Classic. Hadn't been diagnosed, was like two or three at the time. And I'm like, mm, your son is, looks lovely. I'm so glad that he's happy and healthy. I, I do want to bring this to your attention, though. And I think that maybe you should talk to his pediatrician and maybe they can evaluate further. That doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with your child. I just think that if you know now, you can get more resources now to to assist you. Sure enough, that week... She made an appointment with her doctor, and within a month, her son was diagnosed as being on the autism spectrum. Well, that's the thing is that without that diagnosis, you could think your kid is just acting up. Or Or developmentally delayed. Yeah, yeah. Like, all kinds of stuff. And it's like, no, he's not delayed. He just processes things differently. But because she showed me a video and some pictures and talked about behaviors... I was like, "Mm, something sounds different. You should get it checked out. Mm -hmm. And because of that, her son has had access to resources for years now. As opposed to a later diagnosis. Yeah. Look at what happens when you listen to people who are just trying to be helpful. Jerks. Okay. Anyway, continuing. Sorry. The next morning, ministry cars arrive to transport them to the station. Surprisingly, everyone is ready on time. We already said that. Yes, their trunks packed and had a big pig widgeon. Jeez. Crookshanks and Ginny Weasley's new pet, a pygmy puff named Arnold, are all safely caged. Harry speaks privately. I know we very well want to go back because we've talked about other things. Yes. Uh, Harry speaks privately with Mr. Weasley regarding Draco Malfoy's suspicious behavior. Mr. Weasley is also (laughs) doubtful that Draco is a Death Eater and says Malfoy Manor was raided. Anything even slightly dark was confiscated. On the Hogwarts Express, Ron and Hermione report to the prefect's carriage while Harry, Luna, and Neville find a free compartment. Because, you know, they're the they're the people. Double they the all Army. go together. Yeah. Harry is bemused at being in the spotlight again. And shortly after, fourth-year student Ramil Devane invites Harry to sit with her and some other students. Notice that Jenny is not there, right? Yes. I think it's because she goes to hang out with Dean Thomas, who is her boyfriend. Yes. Yeah, okay. so. Right. so I just wanted to point that out because she's also part of Dumbledore's army. So it would make sense for her to be in the compartment with them, mm-hmm. but she's not because this is the first time she's probably going to see her boyfriend in the month that they've been gone from school. Yeah. Okay. All oh, the two months, two months. July, August. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So 
I always way, say month because in my head it's not like a full summer vacation. It's like a part summer vacation. Like a summer rest. Yes. Um, it's a, they, they hit snooze on yeah. the school year. So this is something that bothers me, by the way, is this interaction between Harry and Armelda. Because if I recall correctly, because I haven't read it personally in a little bit. I know you have it up right now. Um, she's very dismissive of Luna and Neville. Like, not even giving them any attention and just wanting Harry to join her and her friends. And Harry declines, saying he's like, you know, like, I'm with my friends. Yeah. She says, hi, Harry. I'm Ramilda, Ramilda Vane. Why don't you join us in our compartment? You don't have to sit with them. See? Like. She added in a stage whisper. Dude. What the hell? Like, you are forever blacklisted. And he says coldly to her, it says, they're friends of mine, said Harry coldly. Oh, said the girl, looking very surprised. Oh, okay. And she withdrew, sliding the door closed behind her. Like, how dare you? At that point, like you said, at that point, nope, done, blacklisted, never want to have anything to do with you. I'm talking about my friends like that. Yeah. That's not, that doesn't happen. And Luna, I love Luna. She's like. People expect you to have cooler friends than us, said Luna, once again displaying her lack of embarrassing, her knack for embarrassing honesty. And he's like, you are cool. None of them was at the ministry. They didn't fight with me. That's a very nice thing to say, beamed Luna. Then she pushed her spectra specs further up her nose and settled down to read the quibbler. Yep. Then Harry discusses owl results. And Evel wonders if he'll be able to take Newt-level transfiguration with only an acceptable test result. Harry muses to himself that it could as easily have been Neville with the scar in the admirers. It says, Neville's childhood had been blighted by Voldemort just as much as Harry's had, but Neville had no idea how close he had come to having Harry's destiny. The prophecy could have referred to either of them, yet for his own inscrutable reasons, Voldemort had chosen to believe that Harry was the one meant. Had Voldemort chosen Neville, it would be Neville sitting opposite Harry, bearing the lightning-shaped scar and the weight of the prophecy. Or would it? Would Neville's mother have died to save him as Lily had died for Harry? Surely she would. But what if she had been unable to stand between her son and Voldemort? Would there then have been no chosen one at all? An empty seat where Neville now sat and a scarless Harry who would have been kissed goodbye by his own mother, not Ron's. A hundred percent she would have taken the shot for him. Oh, yeah. Even even with, and we talked about it in um, the last book review. I'm going to get emotional. I apologize. It's okay. Even with her lack of cognition, even with her inability to understand what's happening in her permanent ward in St. Mungo's, she cared not for anything to do with her mother-in-law. The only thing that she thought about was giving a present to her son. Yeah. Good old Alice. Yes. So we're going to continue. <laughs> um, Ron and Hermione you know return. Why makes me so emotional? Why? Because I know our mom would do the same for us. Oh, 100%. 100%. And in her... <clears throat> In her, in in a not magical way, hasn't she? Yeah, she has. Yeah. So, 
No, I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. I... So Ron and Hermione return with news that Malfoy is just sitting in his compartment. It is unlike him to be doing anything other than lording over other Slytherin students. As Harry ponders Draco's uncharacteristic behavior, a third-year girl appears with lunch invitations for Harry and Neville from Professor Slughorn. There is a large gathering, including Ginny and Blaise Zabini, a Slytherin in Harry's ear. As Slughorn interrogates them, it becomes apparent that the invitees are all connected to influential wizarding families, except for Ginny, who was included because Slughorn was impressed with her bat bogey hex. She performed it the best one he's ever seen. Um, Having questioned Harry, Neville, and Ginny, Blaze, Cormac McLaggen, and Marcus Belby to assess their family connections and prospect, Slughorn entertains them accepting Marcus, who is estranged from his famous uncle, for the afternoon, then dismisses them to prepare for their arrival at Hogwarts. So, again, we we mentioned earlier, we, Dumbledore mentioned it in an earlier chapter, that Slughorn likes to collect people. Mm-hmm. And he actually said to Harry, I wouldn't be surprised if he tried to collect you. And we're not even at Hogwarts yet. We're on the way to Hogwarts, and Slughorn is already trying to collect him. Yeah. Yeah. Leaving Slughorn's carriage, Harry slips on his invisibility cloak and tails Zabini to the Slytherin carriage to eavesdrop on Malfoy. Climbing into the luggage rack, Harry worries that Malfoy glimpsed his trainer, the sneaker, but Malfoy simply settles back with his head on Pansy Parkinson's lap. Malfoy is annoyed at being excluded, but Zabini says Slughorn is only interested in students' connections to influential wizards, and speculates he is uninterested in Death Eaters. Oh, burn. Mm -hmm. Malfoy lets slip that he may not return to Hogwarts next year, claiming he has moved on to bigger and better things. When Zabini asks what an unqualified wizard could do for Voldemort, Malfoy retorts his task may not require qualifications. At Hogsmeade Station, Malfoy remains behind in the compartment. In a surprise move, he petrifies Harry. Malfoy spotted uh, Harry's shoe as he climbed onto the luggage rack. As revenge, Malfoy stomps on Harry's nose, breaking it, then tosses the invisibility cloak over him so he will go unnoticed until after the train returns to London. He even says something along the lines of, this is for my father. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to find it so that we can actually say what it says. Um, so it says, Petrificus Totalis. Without warning, Malfoy pointed his wand at Harry, who was instantly paralyzed. As though in slow motion, he toppled out of the luggage rack and fell with an agonizing, floor-shaking crash at Malfoy's feet. The invisibility cloak trapped beneath him. His whole body revealed with his with his legs still curled absurdly into the cramped kneeling position he couldn't he couldn't move a muscle he could only gaze up at malfoy who smiled broadly i thought so he said jubilantly i heard goyle's trunk hit you and i thought i saw white a white something white flash through the air after zabini came back uh and then he looks at harry's trainers and he says you didn't hear anything i care about potter but while i've got you here and he stomped hard on harry's face harry felt his nose break blood spurted everywhere that's from my father 
Now let's see. He grabs the cloak out from under Harry um, and threw it over him. I don't reckon they'll find you till the train's back in London. See you around, Potter, or not. And taking care to tread on Harry's fingers, Malfoy left the compartment. And that is the end of the chapter. Um, yeah. Violence. Violence! And... <sighs> Slughorn up to what Harry knew he'd be up to, obviously. Yeah. And, and, what, and what Dumbledore wanted him to be up to. Because Dumbledore said, you should let him collect you. And also, Zabini sort of outing Malfoy as a Death Eater. Well, yeah. In, in, in a roundabout way. And not super everyone, roundabout. yeah, everybody knew that his dad's a Death Eater, but he kind of made it seem like he thought that Draco was a Death Eater as well. Yep. So we'll see. I, I, Development. I remember the first time I read this, I was like, yeah, he's totally a Death Eater. I, I knew too. 100%. Even as a child, I knew, I knew. Yeah. So that's it. We will get back to you soon. Uh, bye. Bye bye. I like Stop this chapter. Face, man. I know that's harsh. <laughs>